of the unique features of the Living Church of Jesus Christ is its ever-expanding body of fundamental spiritual knowledge about man's identity and purpose, which enlarges the memory of this people. Scripture declares that ye should consider on the blessed and happy state of those that keep the commandments of God. For behold, they are blessed in all things, and if they hold out faithful to the end, they are received into heaven and dwell with God in a state of never-ending happiness. We come having prayed and prepared. For many of us, there are pressing worries and earnest questions. We want to renew our faith in our Savior Jesus Christ strengthen our ability to resist temptation and avoid distractions. We come to be taught from on high. The purpose of this and every general conference is to help us to hear him. Hey everyone, welcome to Conference Talk, episode 25. And we are discussing Elder Uchtdorf's talk come and belong and we just wanted to mention that in spanish this means or in the spanish translation is vengan y pertenezcan which means come and remain or like to remain um but it's the command form of coming and remaining so it's like i don't know how to say it um in other words, he's commanding you to do these things <laughs> to come and belong. So yeah, it's it's kind of like Moroni exhorting there you go someone to read and believe and pray and well and pray and ask mm -hmm. God, of course, but to read and find out if these things are true. These things being the Book of Mormon. Yeah, right. so that's that's the talk we're discussing. Come and belong. And I really. I really love this talk and it has a lot of, you know, Elder Uchtdorf, who used to be a member or a counselor in the first presidency under President Monson. He's just always had this special spirit around him, you know. Hmm. Um, he's so happy. He's such a happy man. Yeah. And... Um, he has that like really positive outlook on life and life's experiences. And he's shared a lot of times and experiences that have helped him become more positive. Like he, he, he shares a, I know this is like soup. I don't know. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't off topic, but there's actually a Mormon message, which is now just an inspirational message. <laughs> um, but it's, he talks about, how when he was in basic training in the military, he saw that men who were, you know, drinking and smoking, not living the word of wisdom, mm -hmm. were surpassing him, a, you know, commandment abiding member of the church in physical pursuits. And he asked himself, is the promise true or is it not? Mm -hmm. And of course, he then talks about how over time he he did find that the promise was true and that's that's interesting because um and i believe 
why the spirit kind of prompted me to share that anecdote. Oh, wow. That's Elder, that's Elder Uchtdorf talking <laughs> on my phone. For you. Um, <laughs> the reason that I think that um, I was prompted by the Spirit to share that was that all throughout this talk, Elder Uchtdorf does talk uh, about our, our imperfections and that Christ, whom we worship, is and was the only perfect human being to live on the earth. And so as he invites us to come unto Christ through, um, you know, accessing kind of through this portal that is the church, um, you know, understand that we are not perfect we don't expect anyone else to be perfect. No one expects us to be perfect. I don't know. I, that was just, that was like the hammered home message of this talk for me was, you know, do not expect anyone, including yourself, to be perfect um, as you navigate the church. Mm. Okay. Very interesting. I took something else away. I think, it, I think it was more of a, <laughs> a prideful thing for me, to be honest with you, because the the name of the talk is Come and Belong. And so I'm, I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, this is totally that talk that's directed to people who are not members of the church to come and belong. Right. Right. Like that's where my mind went because I'm like, oh, there's always that missionary talk that they give in conference. This is just that missionary talk. And my first I read it a couple times. And so my first read through, I guess, or, or listen through was like, okay, yeah, cool. And um, this was the missionary talk. But then the spirit was like, shall we go back and read it again? <laughs> yeah. Because you're missing stuff. And to me, it was like, yes, you come unto him and, and you, you know, learn about his atonement and be baptized and uh, have your sins forgiven and take the sacrament and all these things. But it's the part about belonging and hearing him and following him that helps you remain and belong. And that's the part that hit me was that because of his, the Savior's embrace to all of us, which is actually one of his titles, that we, we can continually come and belong. You know? Right. So that's what I took away from it. It was humbling for me. <laughs> Well, yeah, and it goes back to the Spanish translation, which mm -hmm. means don't just don't just come and linger. Don't belong for a while, but belong forever. Remain. Right. Remain forever. Because that's what he wants. Well, that's what he's going to do. That's what Christ is going to do. He's not going to gather us only to then let us be scattered again or, um, you know, drift away. Like when we're, when we're actually gathered and when we're sealed together as a family with God, then there's not going to be any more wayward children, right? There's not going to be 
the prodigal son who's going off and living and, you know, doing riotous living and, and losing his way. Like we're going to be there. We're going to be with him forever at that point. Right. For all eternity. Which really brought a lot of things into perspective. And I'm, I'm really jumping towards, mm, I would say the middle of this talk right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's under the heading, the savior's embrace to all. Mm-hmm. This brought into perspective. I'm just going to read it. Okay. <laughs> It says, in truth, God does not show favoritism. The things the world values mean nothing to him. He knows your heart and he loves you regardless of your title, financial net worth, or number of Instagram followers. And when when Elder Uchtdorf said, the things the world values mean nothing to him. I really thought about that and I was like, wow. That is like super insightful into understanding our Heavenly Father and His Son, Jesus Christ, and what they're looking for from us. Like if you want to know his in his brain a little bit, that's a perfect sentence, I feel like. <laughs> and it really brought into a lot of perspective for me because I always think about how, um, and Kevin can testify, I say this all the time, but when we have kids, I do want to be able to um, not have financial worries and be financially self-reliant and and be able to provide for them what they need and, and pay for their school. Like these are things that we've talked about that we want. But I but I realize that no matter what, even if that's not the case, that Heavenly Father will love me no matter if I can do that or can't do that. Right? Right. And so it was really um it's just welcoming. That's why everybody belongs because it doesn't matter where your title falls. You belong no matter what. You know what I'm saying? And when you do belong, there's no classification ranking. Okay, people with um, $50,000 and over on this side and people with 50000 and less on this side. Like that's right. not how it works. It, it doesn't matter what your title is. You all just are there and belong because you follow the commandments of God and you do what is right and it doesn't matter what you do. Right. Well, the worldly yes. profession. Right, right. Things. Well, yeah. within confines of yeah. wholesome, appropriate work. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, you, we talk about this talk, or at least we reference it quite often, but if not. Oh, yeah. Um, while I talk about it, will you look up who, talk, who, who the talk is yes. by and when it was given? So... Uh, this talk titled, but if not, goes back to what's it from? So it is from elder Dennis E. Simmons. He was second quorum of the 70. And I actually did not look up, um, what title, like what it was. I just found a link on Google. So I don't really know. Well, it should be, it should show what um it doesn't it is from april 2004. how'd you find that i clicked the button that has the little book (laughs) the button the book icon all right teaching shelby how to use a phone real quick (laughs) um so this talk goes back to um the events in daniel in the old testament where Daniel, the prophet, as a young man, 
and his three friends, pretty sure it was three friends. And I always forget their names because they're like crazy names. They're like, uh, um, I, I can't remember their exact names, but they're, they're kind of archaic, like Old Testament names. But he and his friends, they're basically being told like, hey, you have to, um, they're kind of being tempted, right? The, the, either the king or the king's people are tempting them saying, you know, um, if your God is so powerful, then, you know, he'll save you. Um, something along that lines, uh, those lines. And Daniel then says, you know, we know that our God is mighty enough to save us. And even if we're thrown into this furnace, then he has the power to keep us alive. And then he says, but if not, we will not deny our God. I paraphrased the heck out of that story, y'all. So uh, please. I have it right here with what he said. Okay. Do but you think, do you, do you want to go ahead and read it? It just says he will deliver us out of thine hand. Right. I thought that was pretty. I thought that was just cool. Yeah, no, it's definitely cool. But yeah, he, you he did said it, it. He said it a lot better. But if not, we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image without which thou hast set up. Right. So that's been kind of a thing where you know the Lord is watching over us and and we trust that He will deliver us out of our trials, that He'll provide for us you know, that mm -hmm. he'll help us do those things for our kids and keep our family financially secure. But if not, we will not deny him. We will still obey his commandments. We're not going to be like, you know what, because we're in such dire straits, we're not going to pay tithing or we're not going to go to church anymore or any right. new innumerable, uh, you know, um, situations. Um, in the, I'm referencing the, but if not talk right now, but it says, uh, this is a statement of true faith when you say, but is not, Yeah. they knew that they could trust God, even if things didn't turn out the way they hoped. They knew that faith is more than mental assent, more than an acknowledgement that God lives. Faith is a total trust in him. Faith is believing that although we do not understand all things, he does. Faith is knowing that although our power is limited, he is not. Faith is Jesus Christ. Consist faith in Jesus Christ consists of complete reliance on him. Hmm. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. There we go. Those guys knew that they could always rely on him because they knew his plan and they knew that he does not change. <laughs> so how is this relating to Elder Abraham's <laughs> I was worried you might ask that because um, I don't, <laughs> I remember what I was going to say. Okay. I just don't know exactly how it ties into what we were talking about. So um, <laughs> what I was going to say, and, okay, and you know, pardon me because this is kind of a weird thing to talk about or to, to draw a parallel, but um, I think it had to do with the fact that Elder Uchtdorf is talking about being faithful and 
established in the church and in the gospel and not letting mm-hmm. not letting things keep us away or or um dislodge us from being like rooted but um imagine imagine the savior saying to us you know i know that kevin and shelby are going to remain faithful that they're going to worship me um and glorify the god uh, glorify the father and keep their covenants and all these things all the things that he wants us to do so that we can return to live with him and then he says but if not my atonement is still available to them and my church is still available to them right at any point we can come back so that's interesting because i'm i'm not going to i'm not saying i'm pushing back here but even in the times when we are keeping the commandments and doing what we should we actually are using his atonement still right so when you say but if not to me it kind of negates his atonement being used in the in the sentence before yeah um <laughs> Although well, because, I do understand where you were coming from. Yeah. I get it. I think it's because I just wanted to clarify. And and I'm I appreciate your clarification because yes, the the commandments in and of themselves mean nothing. Like they're just they're just laws. That, okay. That sounds <laughs> okay. kind of flippant, right? They're just laws that a god made. Okay. No, they they are important, of course. But the real reason that we follow the commandments is not for um, material or worldly reasons. Mm -hmm. Yes, we sometimes find that the word of wisdom protects us from um, medical conditions, right? Or that, you know, just fill in the blank. But that's not why you do follow that commandment. You do it because you love God and you you love the Savior for everything that he's done for us. Right. And so, um, yes, you're, you're definitely using the atonement of Jesus Christ when you are following the commandments. And then you have to then access the atonement of Jesus Christ again when you make mistakes and fall off the path. So on either hand, you are t- uh, using his atonement. Um, I just I just feel like there's that, that other side of it. You know, his consciousness is something that we don't often mm, take into consideration. Like I said, like, I don't, I don't know where this came from. I don't know where a lo- I'm, I'm sure if we listen to it back, we could find like where this splintered off. Um, <laughs> but like, anyway, what were you going to say just now? When you said God's consciousness, I was going to like clarify. Do you mean like God's awareness of us? Yes. Okay. Also, I mean, God is a, is a, 
a personage of flesh and bone and he has a consciousness right it's just it's just really different than ours um but yeah <laughs> i love it babe um i'm not really sure where to go from there but yeah let's let's get back on track i if so <laughs> actually what i, I don't know what well i would i was gonna go back to trying to tie in the faith of like meshach uh meshach abednego and shadrach i feel like you have to say them in order it's shadrach meshach and abednego <laughs> yeah tying that into um the part of elder Ugdor's talk called practicing discipleship and um it says being however being a disciple of jesus christ involves much more than talking and preaching of Christ. Um, and I think to relate that to um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they they obviously talked and preached of Christ, but they, they showed with their actions, they showed that they were disciples because they used that phrase, but if not, mm. right? Yeah. Um, and that was an effort of, of true faith. And um, you hinted at this earlier, Kevin, but as we develop, like, we don't have to be perfect. It's, it's, a, it's a development over time. And Elder Uchtdorf says that. He says this is an effort of a lifetime, and it requires practice. And so one thing that Elder Uchtdorf says is that through our participation in, like, church callings and things, that that's how we learn how to recognize the Holy Ghost and develop um compassion and kindness for others and i thought that was really cool because when you think about your calling that you have now um it is meant to help you come closer to our savior jesus christ and to become a better disciple and he talks about the 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 principle of, of practice because he brings up the fact that he was an airline captain and he had to train using flight a flight simulator yeah and um, it helps, that flight simulator helped him learn fundamentals of flying and um, also allowed him to experience and react to unexpected events that could take place when um, they were in a real aircraft. And so there's these things in our lives as we become disciples of Jesus Christ and don't just say, we, we stop talking with our words and just begin to do like, you know what I'm saying? We just begin to act and become disciples and by participating in his church. Oh, that's an incredible insight. That well, that's, that's I mean, I know, insight, yeah. I know, um, <laughs> sure. It came, it, well, it came from God. Right. And then it was delivered in this situation through elder Uchtdorf and you're catching on to it. Well, yeah, because at the end he says we accept calls to serve, teach, plan, minister, and administer. These opportunities allow us to grow in spirit, mind, and character. And that's something that earlier in our discussion I wanted to point out was um, when Elder Uchtdorf said that God does not care about the same things that the world cares about. Like oh, yeah. in terms of, and I think those things are like the vanity of the world 
Right. But I wanted to now, Elder Uchtdorf, if you're listening to this, don't don't take offense. <laughs> In our dreams, you listen to this. <laughs> I want to I, I want to push back just on that tiny little statement because I believe that you know our spouses, our friends, our employers, they do care about the things of God, right? So they there are some things that overlap, like our integrity, right? Our honesty, our hardworking nature, things like that. Like Yeah, but those aren't things of the world. Well, um, I just mean that like if you were yeah, I know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just mean that there are there are things that and I, I'm, I, don't, I don't know why I'm so fixated on this, but I am talking about specifically employers when they're looking for candidates. They're going to choose things that God would actually be very happy that we're doing. And so, and I know that those aren't worldly things, but they can translate over to worldly aspects like driving up sales for a company or retaining customers, things like that. I'm taking a career development class right now. So that's pro <laughs> that might be why it's on the back of my mind. I see. But the reason that I bring it up is that what you were just talking about, which is as we diligently work and accomplish um, our, our work in the church, we'll be blessed in other aspects of our lives because there is uh, some, some crossover, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you, the classic example is when you go on a mission, a full-time mission for the church as a young person, you learn all of these things like daily goal setting and talking to people, setting appointments, you know, all these things that frankly, I know this from experience. Maybe I was the only elder out there who didn't always do a great job of being punctual and being um you know and hitting my targets and and really doing all that stuff but it definitely made me better and i got so good at it that when i got home i was able to keep up with two very demanding jobs really just doing the same things that i was doing on my mission i showed up when i was supposed to show up i helped other people as best i could and I kept track of my, you know, of my daily targets and uh, a job that I got when I first got back from, from the mission was working for Radio Shack and in the back room in the office, they had a big billboard, which, uh, well, it was like a whiteboard that had all of these, all of our names and all of these columns that was like, Hey, are you hitting your target for this? Are you hitting your target for that? And I was like, oh, this is just like the page in my daily planner for how many contacts I got, how many lessons with a member I got, <laughs> right? Right. And so all I have to do is find out what do I need to do to meet that target and do those things because the exact same thing is done in Preach My Gospel. It's like, hey, you want to get baptisms? then you do these things and it does work. 
Right. But if not, <laughs> but if you're that missionary listening to this, or you were that missionary who got no baptisms, even though you worked your heart out, it's the same thing at Radio Shack when you're going out there on the sales floor and you're talking to people and you're just busting your butt trying to make something happen. And the whole day you don't sell anything. It's okay. It's not because God is looking upon you with disfavor because that was a, that was a trial. It was something for you to learn. Yeah. So I know, and I know I'm getting like, I'm like all over the place, but I do feel, I do feel like I've been prompted to share a few specific things about this talk. Cause, um, I've listened to it multiple times and, and now that I've sat down with you to talk about it, I mean, everything's different. <laughs> like everybody was like, yeah, I really want to talk about this thing, but, uh, now it's, it's all over the place. So hopefully, hopefully it's the spirit. I, I actually know it is. What, what are you, Shelby, what are you feeling prompted to share from this talk? prompted to share yeah what as you were studying it just the fact that <laughs> i'm serious this was this was my literal takeaway from this talk was that this talk is for members of the church that have been in the church and actively followed and kept the commandments it is for you like it is not just for new members and investigators and it's not that missionary talk it is for everybody to come and belong and to stay there like that was the thing to stay and i thought that before we even looked up you know what this uh talk would be in spanish you know mm -hmm. it's to remain there we do these things so we can remain right and we can and we can endure and i think that's where enduring to the end comes in um there was something though that I was gonna share and I felt prompted to earlier when you were talking and it's it's right on the tip of my tongue. It had something to do with what we learned in Institute. Mm. I don't know, it left me. Something this week? Yeah. You were talking, oh, I felt so prompted to share it. And I was like, okay, don't forget when he's done. Cause I knew you were going to go on for a little bit. Yeah, I was, I was going, like, I was like, don't forget, don't forget Shelby. And now I'm forgetting. Was it about career development? <laughs> <laughs> no, come along. Okay. Well, you know, we'll just keep talking. And if it comes back um, to my head, it will come back. Oh, oh, that was it. Okay. Listen, that's the spirit at work right there, my friends. Um, <laughs> so faith, I want to talk about faith because I feel like it plays um, a role in uh, multiple titles of this talk about Savior's embrace to all, developing um, discipleship, learning from our mistakes, and hearing him and following him. Uh, Brother Turner, who's the Institute Director, shared that one of, I don't know if it was one of the members of the Quorum of the Twelve, and maybe correct me, Kevin, or if it was one of the 70, but they said, do you know why we talk about repentance and faith and baptism so much? Do you know why that's what we constantly hear at a general conference over and over? 
And he said, it's because we don't do it. It's because you guys suck at doing it. That's what he said, right? Do you remember this? I do. It was Elder Bednar. Okay, Elder Bednar. Well, and I'm I'm paraphrasing, okay? That might not have been his exact words. I don't think he says y'all suck at it. It's just that we don't do it. We don't which, do it. In my summation, that means we suck. But and, and when I first heard that, I was offended. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean I don't do it? Yes, I do. But then I was like, no, I don't. I could be much better at it. And so I want to talk about this faith. And he said, and Elder Bednar touched on faith. And he said, if you would just have more faith. I could reveal more things to you. Right. Like I could talk more about other mysteries of God. And ever since I heard that, I said a prayer that that morning, the next morning, can't remember, which I have a story about being humbled. I've been humbled this week a lot because anyway, so I said a prayer. Let me just, that, that starts for another time about my neck hurting and being humble. <laughs> but <laughs> I have, decided just by a decision that I don't want to be one of those people Elder Bednar was talking about mm. when he said you don't do it. Right. And so I decided to stop worrying <laughs> about what my future looks like because God's got it planned. I just have to keep doing it. I just have to keep doing my small daily things and he's got it. So why am I worrying about that thing in the back of my head? And I've just decided to try and have more faith. Um, and to just believe that something will happen. I'm I'm really trying to build my business of health coaching right now. And I love it. And I would really love to do this for the rest of my life, to be honest with you. And it incorporates so much of what I've learned in school, but with health. And, and it's just been this newfound joy of mine. And um, I want to grow it. And I, and I realize that I just need to have faith that it will happen and it will happen. And I just keep doing the small, daily, simple task. And I talk about that faith. Just have it. Just increase it. Just decide that you're going to have enough faith in whatever is worrying you right now. Because it's going to work out. It, it has to. Life goes on. We move on. We're constantly changing and progressing forward. So it has to. Right. And as we have faith, we're coming and belonging. We're doing what Elder Uchtdorf talked about in his talk. You know? Yeah. So that's that's what I felt prompted to share. Just do it. Just have faith. Just decide. It's just a decision. It mm. really is just a decision to decide to have faith and then act. Okay. Yes, you can decide. But then go act. So when I said I was going to stop worrying about things, I actually stopped worrying about them. And I just did them. Hmm. You know? Yeah. And that's part of where Elder Uchtdorf says, like, you don't have to be perfect. You have to have a desire to help your faith. Oh, this is perfect. You don't have to be perfect. You only have to have a desire to develop your faith and draw nearer to him each day. Our part is to love and serve God and to love and serve God's children. As you do so, God will encircle you with his love, joy, and certain guidance throughout this life, even under the most serious and serious circumstances and even beyond. And I love that word guidance because the word guide is actually in my patriarchal blessing uh, two or three times. And it talks about letting God be my guide. Hmm. 
how do I let him be my guide? I have faith and I continually draw near unto him. So, so yeah, that was my two cents. And I could talk about how I've also been humbled through my neck injury, but it's literally forced me guys. I, my neck hurt pretty bad when we went tubing and it's, it's forced me to uh, roll out of my bed onto my knees because it hurts to just straight up sit up out of my bed. Like I have to keep my neck at a lower spot and it forces me to roll out of my bed onto my knees and pray. And I've been praying more. Granted, it's only been like three days since my neck started hurting, but I'm going to make this a habit. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Take it away. No, I, I think we've we've just been all over the place um, on this this episode, this discussion. It's not a bad thing. Um, I at least I feel pretty good about everything we've talked about. Um, there's just so many little things, like so many little things that you talked about that I was like, oh, I could take just that and I could talk about that for the next twelve minutes, right? Right, like. There were so there is, uh, but that's that's kind of what I what I hope that these podcast episodes are for for those who listen, right? Like I'm not I'm not trying, and Shelby I don't think is not we're not trying to make a comprehensive you know, subject matter, Hmm. right? It's just what are our impressions from this talk? How do we liken it unto ourselves, unto our day? How do we find the way to tie it in to deepen our faith in Jesus Christ? And I believe we did it. I believe we are doing it, and we definitely did it with this talk. And um, as people listen, they're going to hear what the Spirit intends for them to hear. It's so funny you say that because Mary, shout out to Mary, uh, she told me today, um, she finally said, I always listen to your your podcast, but I never write down what I wanted to say to you. So I finally wrote down so I can have a discussion with you. And these insights that Mary had from our Book of Mormon podcast, actually, episode 50. Um, she said it was really good. So those were hers, her words, not mine. Um, she shared these things. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that was not even what I thought when I was saying <laughs> that. But that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I'm glad, oh, sure. I'm glad you took that away. And so it's that's exactly what Kevin just said, kind of in action. Like, as everyone listens... Um, the spirit translates exactly what they need to hear to their hearts and minds. And, and also I'm sure we'll, we'll look back on this episode or re-listen to this episode at some point and, and it will be a completely different message, you know? Oh, for sure. So I, I, I agree a hundred percent with you and I, I'm really grateful for our podcast. And, and really I told Mary, I was like, we, we started this cause it was such a way to be a record keeping people for me and Kevin um, it's like a journal that we do and share our thoughts on and it's pretty cool. And so I, I invite everybody to find some way to be a better record keeper and come and belong in, in this church and stay right. Endure. 
there are two things that I want to close on, if I may. Of course. I tweaked my neck, sorry. <laughs> the first sounds very boastful. Like, it sounds prideful. I, I don't think. Actually, no, it's not. It's not prideful. It's true. Shelby, you've said this before, and I, I totally believe it, um, that we have people in the spirit world who listen to us as we record our podcast. Mm -hmm. So although they don't have earbuds in as they go running in the morning or walking or working or whatever, um, they're gathered around us right now and they're listening to us teach. And, um, you know, I want to testify that even the smallest, simplest discussion that you have about the gospel of, of Jesus Christ and the message of the restoration, which is that Christ has restored his church on the earth, that we have a living prophet, and most importantly, that families can be eternally sealed together through his priesthood and temples. Um, but even if you share just the smallest, tiny bit of that, it has a compounding effect in people and it does prepare them for a future time when they're ready to receive all of it. And it could be the next conversation you have with them, right? Mm -hmm. You could just mention that, you know, oh yeah, my, my church, you know, we believe this or you know, we have temples, they're closed right now. The next conversation you have could be, hey, you were talking about temples. I, I heard that fill in the blank, you know, like this. And now you can teach them. And now the spirit's there teaching them. And you invite them to a Zoom gospel doctrine class. And they hear about something and it's just, boom. Now they're taking the missionary discussions. Like that happens all the time. Like you, you're sitting there you listening us here like we're like yeah well that that happens okay no it happens all the time <laughs> those things are happening right now somebody is meet with uh, with missionaries because of some small little candid conversation so you need to have more conversations with people hmm. and um yeah i just want to bear that witness in the name of jesus christ amen amen I don't have anything else. This podcast that you're listening to right now is going to be on the current Book of Mormon podcast feed for only a couple more weeks. And then it's going to move to its own feed under conference talk with an exclamation point. Sounds like you yelled that one. <laughs> yeah, because it's an, there's an exclamation point on the end. Um. I believe we will, we will probably leave, we'll probably leave like, I don't know exactly what we're going to do, but all I know is that there will be a separate feed for conference talk and a, uh, and for the Book of Mormon podcast, which I'm just going to say it. I know this is very bold, 
You should be listening to both. Okay. That's what I believe. I don't know. They should be like, we're not. Oh, for, okay. Well, I guess for like, sure. okay. They're like, I'm, I'm okay. Chill, chill. I'm here. <laughs> I meant like, I get it. They're words of the prophet that we're talking about in the scriptures. I understand. Has nothing to do with us. They, yeah. Okay. I get you. At first I was like, what is he talking about? They should be listening to us. You, know. you should be listening to something Okay. about Good. the Book of Mormon or yeah. the scriptures, whether that's the Book of Mormon you're reading in it or listening to conference talks or whatever it is. Anyway, I love you. <laughs> I love you too. And we appreciate all of you listening. Um, as we always, all of you. Yeah. definitely um, send us your feedback, like our friend Mary. Uh, we Become are very... our friend if you don't know us. Oh, yeah. We love making friends. We are very receptive to feedback that we that we do receive. So, but until next time, which speaking of next time, Shel, do you want to tell? Next time we're gonna have uh we're gonna have guests, but they have pre-recorded um their thoughts on this conference talk, which the conference talk is the finest homes, and it's by um, woohoo, Elder Whitney. I'm sorry, Elder L. Whitney Clayton of the seventy presidency of the seventy, and it's actually a group. Can I say who it's by? Yeah. Okay. It's a group of returned missionaries. They're all just gotten home within the last three to five months. So um, it's super awesome. And they have great insights. I've listened to about 10 minutes of it so far. Really good. Really good returned missionaries. Um, you can tell they've, they've learned a lot and they share experiences from their mission and stuff like that. So tune in because it'd be great. And we actually had one of these missionaries on our conference talk no it was the book of mormon when he was oh well sorry our podcast the book of mormon podcast when he was here serving in texas that's right and so we had him back but as a member now not a missionary (laughs) (laughs) formal missionary right well we know that y'all are really going to enjoy that and that's going to be coming out next week and uh, after that there's only two more talks of this past conference and then say what um it's a wrap but that doesn't mean that we can't continue to learn and listen uh, learn from and listen to those talks so um i think my invitation other than my bold statement to listen to our podcasts uh my real invitation is to find uh one of your one of a favorite talk from this past conference and do one last deep dive into it And just take out everything that you can. Pray for more light and more understanding on that talk. And uh, and furthermore, that will prepare you for this upcoming general conference, which is very close. It's less than half a month away. Um, so anyway, until next time. We'll see ya. Bye. Fun. <laughs>